Kate Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about it. Welcome back. It's got to be done. <laughs> we are set up in finery today, I think is probably the only way to We're describe talking it. Active wear. <laughs> We've got sticky date pudding. We've got um, some provided by Kate. We've got some very nice double cream, <laughs> and we've also got the entire Healer family um, watching on. <laughs> Toilet roll Healer family. That was even <laughs> unintentional when I thought, you know, I didn't set up the dining room table uh, with the Healer family on it. They're just always there, to be honest. I, l- I like the merging that's going on in this world too, and with just, Batman looking on. Yeah, um, yeah. Our house is a mess at the best of times, but <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of toy crossover. <laughs> In on all seriousness, though, I think parents should get onto this. So on the ABC um, website, there is some printable download things, and you can wrap them around a toilet paper roll and have your own little bluey. It's it's a great in theory until your kid goes. Want to take them with you everywhere? Want to take them to the park? Want to take them to the pool? Was Bond's one like, oh, can Bluey come to the pool? I'm like, oh, paper toilet rolls are not really pool friendly. No, not really. so. Sort out the merch, ABC. <laughs> We're crying well, out for it. I think Christ- Christmas we're getting some books, yes. which will be amazing. That's already on the wish list, actually, for yeah. the kiddos. I think there's going to be stampedes. Like, when do we have to camp out? <laughs> yeah, like, like the Apple iPhone oh, exactly. launch. There'll be velvet ropes at the um, ABC. Do they even have a shops anymore, actually? It's probably all online. Yeah. Well, you can tell the last like time Black I... Friday, we're just going to be click, 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 refresh, refresh. <laughs> <laughs> like the Wiggles tickets where they just disappear the second that they're released. Yeah. And all those grandmas sitting on their iPads. I know. <laughs> Meb, there's so much to talk about since we last saw each other. I feel that there's been um, a shift in the bluey cosmos. 75 million. That's that's how much we're shifting here. That, that was is the incredible. latest stat for how many um, downloads uh, ABC iViews had of the first Bluey series. And of course, they're all still there as well. So must be clicking over, you know, a million a week or something more. It's insane. And probably um, a testament to how much Australia loves Bluey and the rest of the world as well. Mm, I feel like we started it. Yeah. <laughs> it really oh, took off when we got man, on board. We're just, uh, we're just one of the millions, aren't we're we? We're just but... cashing in. <laughs> cashing in with no cash. Cashing in with no cash. even dollar bucks involved. But at least it's an excuse to see you which yeah it's like. very nice and there are people cashing in on bluey actually there's really? uh, like my insta feed is full we've um we've re-insted some of the things that people are making and selling and um mm. i feel like cake makers are doing a very big bluey <laughs> trade at the moment i've never seen so many over the top cakes there was a very impressive bingo cake actually i'm not a cake decorator in the slightest so I just look at that and go kid don't look because that (laughs) expectation will never be met for you I'm sorry yeah there's some pretty good cakes out there (laughs) do you reckon the women's weekly could do a bluey cake equivalent yeah if women's weekly could get onto this I feel like there could be a bluey cake in our Pamela Clark please help (laughs) us um I wanted to talk about new episodes on their way yeah so exciting on their way next year this is going to be a long countdown especially in a kid's world it's only six months till January like you know and the rate that this year's gone I think it'll be here before we know unfortunately that's true do you think we can actually get all the episodes of the current series recapped before new ones land (laughs) 52 weeks of the year maybe 
We'll see. Yeah. We'll do our best. We'll, we'll take it as a personal challenge, but <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but we're in business for at least another 12 months, so this is excellent news. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> With the announcement of the new season coming next year, I think we were both pretty excited to see a letter from the creator, Joe Brum, about mm. just how blown away he's been by the reception to Bluey. It was pretty heartwarming stuff. What did you take out of it? I loved it. I thought it was a really nice take on the classic um, celebrity statement thing where they just put up a picture with their on their Twitter feed or whatever. One of them was just uh, 52 little pictures of Bluey with new episodes. That and, is great. But I think Joe might be listening. Surely. Surely. Right? Because one of the questions, like he answered a few questions at the end. Of and when letter, yeah. Yeah, and I was reading it and going, they're our questions. Surely, surely no one else is <laughs> questioning the integrity well, of Uncle Spike's cryptocurrency dealings. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I think it was, yeah, Uncle Stripe. It was also um, um, Jean-Luc. Yeah, Jean-Luc's, Jean-Luc's background. Um, nationality, which he uh, Joe confirmed is French-Canadian. So we were initially wrong, then we were right. There was a lot of back and forth on okay. that. But we're going to come back to that. Was the whole cause... of Australia that was debating it or was it just us? And I was d- he just telling us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When the I say us, layers. I mean the podcast family, not just you and me. Like yeah. everyone was asking the same question, weren't we? Surely. I, I, I hope so because, to be honest, like Adam Liao, I am more invested in their relationship than <laughs> than I am in many, many others. I started to be quite invested in Adam Liao. I didn't even know who he was until he tweeted that he was very invested in the um, Bluey Jean-Luc relationship. Mm. You, you already across Adam Liao? Yeah, isn't he a former MasterChef um, uh, contestant? I've never really picked picked up on MasterChef but yes now I've done the research I have um yeah have done gotten quite fond of him I'm following him on Twitter now his um, his Twitter game is very strong his dad game is very strong as well I was listening to him talk to Zan Rowe on her take five segment yeah. um and yeah he was saying he's very motivated by music and you know a big music fan basically um, but his main interaction with music now is taking videos of the kids and putting it to, like, his favourite music soundtracks. Awesome. <laughs> so his kids are just constantly in one big Beastie Boys film clip, which <laughs> sounds pretty excellent parenting to me. Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan all the way. Yeah. <laughs> what else has happened since they announced those episodes? Uh, oh, we fun. had our first review, which oh. wasn't us. <laughs> that was really exciting. Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to get to sleep over in the next few apps. Um, yeah, as per the request. shout out, um, from We Love Bluey too. Um, that's a, I love someone who creates an account just to give a review. I so, do too. Yeah. And we would love, like, obviously, you know, it touches our heart when you do, um, rate us on iTunes and when you do give us a review. So, uh, keep them coming. We'd love to hear from you. When we first got together and started recording, we weren't really sure even if this would ever make it to air. So the fact that other people are listening and even mildly enjoying um, my ramblings, Mary's witticisms, that's great. <laughs> this is episode number 12. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. Good job. Mm, it's a bit of a um, scary way to watch the weeks roll by, <laughs> counting by episodes. <laughs> Where did that 12 weeks go? At least we've got markers now. Jesus, half the time I get to Friday, I'm just like, what what happened? What what happened? The height of children and the weeks of podcasts. That's how we count lives at the moment. (laughs) I think I'm counting in weeks when my children aren't sick. It's my son's first year of childcare and, like, it's real. Like, it's just germ after germ. Little guys have been surprisingly healthy, but I swear my husband's been sick for the last five weeks. 
weeks, um, which he's counting by... Probably almost worse. Oh, I think possibly, yeah. He's <laughs> counting it by sessions of the gym that he hasn't made but paid for. And, yeah, when you're counting by weeks of gym membership that have uh, gone to the dogs, then, yeah, the days and weeks start to add up pretty fast. Yeah, I've been making donations for a little while. I'll need to sort that. Mm. Anyway, hashtag anyway. real life. So should we talk about this, this week's episode? Well, this is all getting very close to this week's episode, Mums and Dads. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm off to work now. Bye. Huh? What did you say? I said I'm off to work. But I'm off to work. Mums don't go to work. Yes, they do. No, they stay at home and look after kids. No, they don't. Mums go to work and Dad stay at home and mow the lawn. <laughs> oh, the realest moment of Mums and Dads for me was um, Calypso coming in to sort out the very early on dispute between Mum Indy and Dad Rusty and Calypso's take on their heated argument. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh, Indy, Rusty, this is not how Mums and Dads behave. Is I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it? Oh, Calypso, oh. you and your idealistic, wonderful world. Yes, yeah, there's, yeah. Um, we can all aspire to that, of course, but um, I think I know where Indy and Rusty might have been <laughs> getting their tone of voice. <laughs> and, of course, what they were trying to sort out was division of um, household labour, yeah. which if any mums and dads have managed to yeah, get that sorted out without the occasional raised voice, like hats off, it is not an easy one. As Indy and Rusty find out. Yeah, what a episode, I guess, to sort of delve into in that front. I think um, division of labour has become such a hot topic, I feel, in um, recent weeks. One of my friends actually just set up a, a company specifically dedicated to helping couples navigate dividing the mental load. It's actually called the mental load. You can look her up on Insta. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but Where do you get those skills? <laughs> She was a facilitator for a long right? time. Okay. So I think negotiation and, yeah, working with, like, big corporate companies to mm-hmm. to help manage performance of employees. So that's her yeah. background. Oh, that's scary. But I think the, the struggle that Rusty and Indy are going through is so understood by the mums and dads who would be watching <laughs> this episode because I find that after we had kids, our life for a little while there at least became a big argument about who was doing more at mm. home. And the balance, you know, it's those days are over where you can come home from work and just totally relax. You are on 247 and there's no break. I think that's the thing that surprised me the most about having kids was just it doesn't end. It is relentless, isn't yeah. it? And yeah, that expectation. I think, um, I don't know, this is a stereotyping from a female, uh, through a female lens, I suppose. But um, Hit me with I, your feminism. <laughs> but Hit me. I think it is probably the male uh, side of relationships that do expect that getting home and just wanting that chance to relax when, yeah, I think I think females have come to the it's relentless and you have to keep going party a bit earlier because mm. the truth is it's, it should be relentless for both of you. If it's relentless for one, it should be relentless mm-hmm. for the other. Winton, if we play mums and dads, will you pinky promise to do everything I say? Yes, I'm a very obedient breed. Great, here's Polly. I'm off to it. And particularly this week, I'm relating to Indy. Like, you know, she's just trying to get in the office and have almost like that little break of just being able to get your work done. And 
there's so much yeah mental load i guess to take into account isn't there with like who's looking after your kids are they safe <laughs> um no one wants to be expecting their kids to be out on terrier-like uh, oh. war <laughs> parts. Oh, my um, God. You're playing mums and dads with me. Oh, okay. I do have to do this one thing, though. Make sure you give her some tummy time. All right. Are you ready to storm the castle? Uh, I think so. I feel like um, the terriers are in every daycare centre, though. <laughs> <There> <laughs> they are. definitely are. Yeah, you just have to make peace with the fact that your babies are probably, you know, going to war one way or another. <laughs> I reckon, yeah, the, my kids, well, I've bonds in daycare and uh, the first thing he learnt at daycare was how to say mine very forcefully. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a jungle out there. Yeah, Will started um, snatching stuff from Liv whenever she's got something that he wants particularly the iPad which she uses to communicate with so it's kind of a big deal but not great and um yeah a bit of pushing and shoving as well look they're gonna learn it somewhere let's be honest and yeah I really liked that aspect of this episode um from the very start the dispute between Indy and Rusty on who goes to work and who stays home and looks after the baby is very much like what what are kids being modelled it seems to be a real catchphrase at the moment um you can't be what you can't see Mm. and yeah both kids um both Indy and Rusty are so sure they know how a family dynamic is meant to work because that's their experience of it and I was loving um you know Jimmy Giggle from Giggle and Hoot obviously who doesn't know Jimmy Giggle I know he his family's just had uh, little twin boys and his um partner was posting about They've got a slightly older boy who she'd been trying to gear up pre-babies to think about, you know, how you look after a baby and how you nurture a baby. And he was interested in nothing but, you know, trucks and crash (laughs) and bam and all that kind of thing. But once the babies arrived, and obviously with twins, both mum and dad are doing a lot of very hands-on caring, he suddenly... Um, wanted his little toy puppy dog he wanted a baby carrier to carry it around in because that's what he was seeing dad doing because you know both mum and dad were bouncing these babies all the time in these carriers he wanted in on that action so once it's modeled it just all clicks into place you can't you can't put the idea in a kid's head without really showing them where it's coming from and that's what this episode's all about for me yeah um my husband had a different take I guess on this episode which he'd seen it first so I guess I was viewing it through his lens but he thought it was about affairs okay children I think it might be good if you two played a part for a little bit Rusty why don't you go and play mums and dads with Bluey and Indy, you play with Mackenzie in the sandpit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and right. grass is greener sort of stuff. You know, you think your relationship is not great. <laughs> but actually, when you get out into the wider world, the, he thought it was a bit of a commentary on, yeah, the grass isn't necessarily greener outside of the and, paddock. And sticking with the relationship. That's it. Sticking that's a with a relationship. Good perspective, actually, because, yeah, it's pretty easy to stomp your foot and go, I'm never ever playing with you again <laughs> in the context of a relationship. <laughs> um, well, not easy, but, you know, I'm sure it happens from time to time. Um, but, yeah, as Indy finds out that you can sort things out at home if you persist. Yeah, and, I mean, Rusty finds out too. A bluey had him in a pram, babying him. True. <laughs> Him like a She's six a months scene. old. I love Louie's role in this. She's just like <laughs> the the devil's advocate at every turn. Um, she's the one who, as well as taking Rusty off to play mums and dads and uh, 
unbeknownst to him, casting him as the baby. Um, <laughs> she's the one that then, as Indy and Rusty try and finally sort out, well, who is going to go to work? She offers the very helpful, well, someone has to go to work. <laughs> Thanks, Bluey. But, Thanks, um, Bluey. But it's true, yeah, that um, out of the mouth of babes, I suppose. <laughs> because, yeah, um, towards the end of the episode, it does flip. Neither of them want to go to work because they both need want to stay home with the babies, which yeah. is a nice position to be in. And yeah. You'd like, instead of, you know, you'd like couples to be fighting over looking after the baby rather than looking over who gets out the door first but um but neither is completely practical I suppose no and I like that they found the compromise that it's the weekend yes that was really nice (laughs) Um, it was always the weekend the whole bluey is very good at highlighting why weekends are so important (laughs) she's asleep now great I think the sink's broken again oh okay I'll fix it. Thanks, Rusty. Another few things, I guess, to comment about in this episode were the the Easter egg of the long dog. So yeah. we've, we've, we've talked a lot about off podcast about long dogs in the episode. So back in Pirates, um, we were told by the art team that there was a little Easter egg hidden in some of these new episodes. And going through episodes now, we've found quite a lot of different long dogs. There's yeah. a white one and a blue one. Um, yeah, we think there's quite a few four different lead animators. They've hidden their own long dog. Um, but yeah, not not so hidden in this episode. No, right there in the sand pit. It's um yeah, it was quite a nice angle I thought, just being down in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> sort of nice analogy for a relationship, really. You're in the hole together. <laughs> I did um, love that whole sandpit narrative. It was Mackenzie who was digging a hole mm. to the bottom of the sandpit and that was a flashback to me to my kinder days. Every lunch break someone was going out to dig a hole to the bottom of the sandpit <laughs> and find out what treasure was there. Nice. It was rumoured there was a yellow brick road. I don't know. It Dorothy? wasn't as though the Wizard of Oz was, you know, I am much younger than uh, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so it's not like it was premiering at that time or something, but I guess it's it's timeless. But yeah, every Everyone was determined to get to the bottom of the sand pit and see what was there. And you dig and dig and dig all lunch. And then by the time you got outside again, the kinder supervisors had always raked it all back <laughs> over. So they were ruining all our hard work and we were very devastated. But at the same time, they were also uh, keeping the mystery alive, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know if they realized that. But... Such a Sisyphus task for <laughs> what, a five-year-old, four-year-old? Yeah, probably wow. um, for four and five, I suppose. So... So, yeah, I, I did like that um, sandpit narrative and the fact there's always a kid who wants to dig to the bottom of oh, the sandpit. We totally did that at my school too. And um, it was quite like when I was in primary school, there was a book about, I forget what it was called, but it was like digging to the other side of the world. It was a little girl who digs a hole in yeah. her backyard and she ends up in China. China. Yeah, yes. I remember that one. Yeah, so we would always try and dig to China. Then you go to geology class years later and realize that the whole magma core <laughs> really puts a downer Did on that story I think there was some logs or something at the base though so you know that was always the 
yeah, a downer when you hit the thing that can't be moved <laughs> or the plastic in Mackenzie's yeah. case, right? Mm, yeah, everyone's very fascinated by that green plastic. <laughs> he doesn't seem perturbed, though. He's sort of like, all right, dig another one. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. He's got a scientist in the making, definitely. <laughs> it's one of those um, – isn't it funny how um, we try and characterise professions onto children so young? Yes. Like, um, so Will's quite scientific and likes wheels and things. And my mum is always like, oh, he's going to be an engineer. Oh, my mother-in-law's the same. It's, it's it's lovely that grandparents especially love to do that. But I feel their uh, understanding of the workforce is so much more narrow <laughs> than it could be. Well, you think about all the new roles that exist now. Like there was no such thing as like a social media coordinator or anything like that when we were even in uni. So... You know, there's probably going to be a whole suite of jobs that just don't even exist yeah, that our kids true. will be considering <laughs> as future <laughs> career paths. Man, if anyone's telling you that your kid's a future social media coordinator, it's probably time to cut the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but not Bluey. No. But not Bluey. No, Bluey's okay. <laughs> I was going to say this is the... It might be the fourth episode in a row we've talked. We've been at the school, mm. I think. Um, so, yeah, we're getting... Man, the term's been a long one. <laughs> Has been a long one and still no nap plan. <laughs> yeah, we talked a lot in those previous episodes about the school, about the the Steiner school aspects of the school. Mm. And I will say no one's come and corrected us about the gnome thing. So I'm going to assume that was all absolutely correct. And <laughs> gnomes are the central feature of Steiner schools. In my rabbit hole diving, I didn't get to say as well, I did wonder... Well, who goes to Steiner schools? Like, and, and oh, yeah. obviously you have to then Google famous Steiner school attendees. Oh, yeah, please so, tell me more. <laughs> so in Australia, uh, our biggest Steiner school graduate is Jessica Hart of um, Supermodel Oh, fame. yeah. So, yeah, her early days, you know, dabbling in fantasy play have obviously served her very well now being a uh, Victoria's Secret catwalk model. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I guess, all about fantasy too. So it it can, really is. It's a pretty obvious uh, career trajectory. I have to say, <laughs> uh, back in the day, I was doing a lot of showbiz reporting and her sister, Ashley, was just one of the most beautiful celebrities on the circuit. Just mm-hmm. so lovely. So, yeah, so obviously they're doing something right, raising those kids. I'm guessing if Jess went to one, Ashley did too. So Yeah, that would make sense. And then... Um, also, this is a bit of a random one. Bliss and Esso, who are uh, oh, uh, the hip hop uh, duo, which I got really excited about because I thought um, they were might have been the source of my favourite line of Aussie hip hop, which is you couldn't get props from your drama teacher. Um, <laughs> but Google uh, proved that wrong. It wasn't them that said that. So I've misappropriated that. that but I wanted to get or... that in because uh, <laughs> no, it isn't Hilltop Hoods. I, th- I think it might be Muffin Plutonic or Statler and Waldorf or anyway. Yeah, so we might be leaving school alone for a little while after this, but uh, we'll be back, Calypso, don't you worry. Let's get back to the top of the hill. Thanks for joining us on Gotta Be Done. Remember, you can find us lots of ways. You can find us on Insta at BlueyPod. You can also find us on Twitter at BlueyPodcast. You can follow us online at uh, www.blueypod.com. Um, check us out, man. 2,000 listens. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's super exciting. uh, Yeah, it's pretty special. Um, And I'm loving how much chat we are getting, especially on our Insta account now. People are really um, having their say about what they're looking for in new episodes as well as um, their favourite episodes. And, uh, yeah, plenty of of wild theories as well. One, uh, One avid listener was asking us if we thought... 
um, the voice of Grown Up Bluey in camping sounded familiar. Did you see that? No. Uh, he, he, he and his wife, his, their theory was that um, maybe one very famous young Australian from Queensland might have been the voice of... She only says one thing, so I went back and listened. I wasn't sure, but they were tipping Bindi Irwin. So oh. have a listen. Every, like anyone needs an excuse to go back and watch camping. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'd love to hear if people, um, people back that theory or want to hear your own theories. That would be great. Yeah, love it, love a theory. Now that Game of Thrones is over, I would definitely need some sort of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, conspiracy theory fan reddit thread stuff in my life who's gonna who's gonna die next no absolutely no, not. no one is <laughs> well copycat would say different but yeah no um yeah i think uh i'm very happy to be in the the back in the g-rated world of uh television excellence <sighs> thank goodness thank goodness um until next week see you around it's got to be done bye Hush, little baby, don't you cry?